If you're like the vast majority of Americans, you probably want to lose weight or know someone who does. Every year, there seems to be a new darling weight loss diet. Most of those diets have no good data for long-term success. In fact, most diets simply don't work. If you define success as losing weight and keeping it off. But if you want to diet, you would probably start by buying a book. I went to Amazon and I said, let me see how many diet books there are. Sure. It stopped at 50,000. <laughs> well, there's one more. The Beer Diet. The Beer Diet. It's there. It's on Amazon. Download it. All of the proceeds from that go to me? His, <laughs> his beer fund. That is Evo Terra, whose company, Simpler Media, produces and distributes this show. He is also author of The Beer Diet and podcasting for dummies. Oh, and he is a new grandfather and a beer nerd. So what happens when you put a craft beer nerd with a culinary medicine physician slash surgeon? Slash surgeon. Did you get that? You get the beer and sausage diet. Did it work? This is not was not designed to be a sustainable diet. Right, this was designed because we're two dorks having fun. <laughs> right. And then at the end of it, we stumbled in and said, oh, we can, we can actually prove a point. And you got a book. <laughs> I got a book. I got Which on. you should buy, by the way. It's on sale now <laughs> at Amazon. The Beer Diet, a brew story. My name is Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is my podcast, Culinary Medicine, Food Cons and Food Conversations, where we have conversations about food as medicine and discuss food cons, exposing myths, cons, and montabons. With the expanding waistline of America, dieting for weight loss has replaced quitting smoking as the number one New Year's resolution. This has led to a plethora of silly diet books and plans. So if you check out some of those 50,000 books, you will find the cookie diet, the ice cream diet, the cabbage soup diet, not to mention the usual suspect, Weight Watchers, gym memberships, buying food from Jenny Craig or Lean Cuisine. God, are those foods awful, by the way. Then... There are the low-carb diets, Atkins, South Beach, Whole30, Paleo diets, and their cousin, this year's favorite, the Keto diet. But what do they all have in common? Is there a universal theme? Is there some bit of knowledge we can glean to lose weight, besides the weight in your wallet? We came at the weight loss plan with the old-fashioned notion that calories matter, and to take the successful habits of people who lost weight and kept it off. So I remember in October of 2010, this was just a few months after April and I got married. I got a call from you in September. Yep. And you were talking about doing a beer fast. <laughs> I do remember this, yeah. And I said, well, I don't think beer would alone would be good. Let's add something to it. And what goes with beer? Sausage. And I said, you're a genius. <laughs> and then I said, well, if we're going to do this, 
let's put some parameters around it. Said a beer and sausage is limited to 1,500 calories a day. Yep. I burn about 21, 2,200 calories at the size I was at the time. And so the idea was, well, let's, we know that diets are by caloric reduction. That's the hypothesis. That was the hypothesis that we had. So what better way to control the amount of calories that go in one's body than to perfectly compartmentalize right. And it wasn't an unlimited amount of beer and sauce. No, no, we set that limit. We said we're going to have to, re- we have to have to reduce calories. And so right. let's just do that. But we'll just do it with two of the foods that are the worst thing in the world, beer and sausage. And then uh, I had you take a vitamin. You also said I probably needed to take a fiber, uh, fiber supplement. Right. right. Because, you know. And then we also sort of expanded the rule of sausage saying, if something came with sausage, like sausage and peppers, whatever, have that too. Right. Try and still predict what the caloric intake is, Yep. but adjust accordingly. Then I decided to ask my fellow physicians slash surgeons, was I missing anything? Did I need to worry about something? My colleagues are, like me, weight loss surgeons. We are interested not only in surgery, but in assisting our patients to use the tools of weight loss surgery in combination with healthy eating to continue weight loss success. Some surgeons are predisposed to veganism, some to low carb, some to the actual research and clinical papers of culinary medicine. I went to my group of friends, Uh huh. weight loss surgery, culinary medicine. There's a group of them that are vegan. Oh. And there are a group of them that are very paleo. Okay. Any idea how much stuff I have? I, I don't know what the podcast is labeled yet. <laughs> how much grief I got when I said I was going to do this? I would imagine you didn't get very much support from your peer group. None from those on either side. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else was, that, I was just curious. Oh. Uh. My friends who were vegan surgeons told me that this diet would be horribly inflammatory and I would really increase Evo's risk of a heart attack. And if we tested anti-inflammatory blood markers, his markers would skyrocket. The surgeons who were apostles of the low-carb diets told me that you simply could not lose weight on a diet that contained beer. That evil grain responsible, in their minds, for so much obesity. They said the grains were terribly inflammatory and would increase his risk of heart disease. Low-carb diet types didn't like the beer. Vegans didn't like the sausages. This had to be the worst diet idea ever. I hate to do this to you, Eva, but every week you're going to have to come in and weigh. Right. And every week, we're going to take blood samples. Right. I remember this. The worst part of that was the blood samples. <laughs> and you know, we did that for four years. We did that for, for the entire month of October, starting in 2010, yep. and then did it again in 11 and 12 and 13. And I, and I changed it slightly each time what I was doing, but still, it, the idea was eating the bad foods, beers and the sausages, what will happen? And it was a, it was a great time. <laughs> We started this experiment in the month of October of 2010 and repeated it every October until Evo moved out of the country. I'm wondering if I was responsible for that. So what happened, not only to his weight, but would this affect his liver, his cholesterol, his inflammatory markers? 
Well, year one, I uh, dropped 15 pounds. And you know, when we did the calculations, yeah. you dropped more weight than you should have. Yeah, your, your prediction was that I would lose, I believe you were thinking, a pound or two a week. And you blew it away. Yeah. And the next year you gained weight back, but not all of your weight back. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I dropped those 15 pounds and that was, that was the heaviest point I have ever been. When I started that diet on October the 1st, 2010, I was, uh, it was a three digit number and the first number was a two. And that's the first time I'd ever had a two in my, uh, my, my number for the forever. I don't want to be 200 pounds. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've, and you're right. I did gain some of the weight back after the 15 pounds that I but lost, not much. but I've never, I've never gone heavier than that. And every year you lost more weight. Yeah. And every year you gain a little bit back, but not much. Right. So you never got back to the previous year's baseline. Yeah. Right. That's true. I had a lot of blood tests to look at. You you looked at a lot of blood, and uh, I think I was pretty happy with the results. Do you remember? Do you remember what they came back? Oh yes. So, <laughs> in contrast to what they said, so I checked a lot of things. Liver function test got better, which was weird. That was the one we were both really concerned. Well, I wouldn't say concerned about, but that was our indicator. Six beers of, a day is if there is going to be a problem, it's going to show up on the liver because yeah, six beers a day. Even though they're they're be- this is beer, this is not six shots of uh, Everclear. It's still beer. It's six and shots of craft beer. Yes, exactly. But it was not right. crap beer. Yes, no, and I'm not doing any crap beer. But right, we were thinking that those liver enzymes might, might creep up, might show a little high. They actually got better, which is weird. Yeah, your cholesterol. Oh, I love this one. Dropped. Yes, big every time. single time. Is beer and sausage the new diet for you? Did we just uncover the key to all of obesity? And now school lunches will go from milk to beer and bad pizza to just sausage? Okay, let's not go crazy here. After all, this is science. No, what we really learned was that calories matter. That weight loss is healthy for you. I like what Evo thinks about this diet. I'm magic. You are magic. (laughs) What I learned is science wins because in spite of what everybody says should be a diet, you should only eat vegetables or you should only eat sausage and you should never drink beer, um, science wins. We've said in science for since the calorie came into our parlance over 150 years ago that calories in, calories out matter. And no matter what everybody else says, it matters. It seems to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. In spite of warnings from the opposite sides of the dietary spectrum, the vegans and the paleo diet folk, if you lose weight, it improves your health, as we see from blood work. Many people who are on diets, or sometimes as they call them lifestyles, develop a religious zeal to their adopted plan. They feel their way is the only way. They will cherry pick scientific or popular data to prove if you don't do it this way, that you will not be healthy. Talking diets is like talking politics. If someone has a viewpoint, you will not change their mind. The other thing we learned is is that you're never going to make vegans and paleo people happy if you're not doing what (laughs) vegans and paleo people do. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They, They are a little militant. But you have probably heard about the studies that show low-carb or high-carb diets. They both lose about the same amount of weight. 
And if you examine the studies, no matter what diet people follow to lose their weight, their blood work gets better. Of course, so did Evo's. I'll step in and play the the role of, of the scientist here. Now, Terry, we have a sample size of one. One. It's a little small to be making any sweeping generalizations as Correct. to the efficacy of a sausage and beer-based low-calorie diet. And it wasn't as if there was an unlimited amount of beer and sausage being consumed. In fact, this was a pretty tightly controlled quantity. Evo kept track of what he ate, he journaled his intake, limited himself to six beers a day, and accurately measured the sausage. Measuring and journaling is important because calories matter. So in this experiment, we tightly controlled how many calories Evo was eating. Hence, knowing your portion size, be it a bottle of beer or the weight of a sausage, is important to the outcome. Yeah, I had to measure everything. And so when you would come with your sausage, you had it Mm pre-measured, and it wasn't like this huge sausage. It was (laughs) a pre-measured, it was a small sausage. It was an unendowed sausage. (laughs) My my tiny little two sausages per day, so I could get the, how many grams of protein did you tell me I have to add? 15, 20, something like that? You got 30 about 34. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I was shooting for, so... Also, we measured your fat mass. Yep. We measured your muscle mass. Right. And guess what? You didn't lose muscle mass. Which was great. That was really, that's why we put the protein in. We didn't want my body to be cannibalizing the protein that it needed, but just enough. And it, it stayed stayed right there. And the fat mass dropped big time. Right. Which was great. So here's a couple of other things. Now, it may not, it worked for you. Yeah. It may not work for other people. Right. Oh, by the way. You were also a responsible driver. Very much. I didn't drive once that whole time. Either my wife or my son were the, were the people that drove me around the entire month, which is one of the biggest reasons I couldn't do it past October 31st. They were done chauffeuring me around. <laughs> and it was probably one of the most tightly controlled medical experiments that you could imagine because every week you came in. Yep. Every week we had blood draws. Yeah. Every week we knew, and we also knew that we had made this deal that, you know, if things start going south, we got to stop this. Yeah. And for you, it didn't. It, it did not go bad. And the other thing that we did to help with the science is I kept an active log of everything that went into my body. So not only were these sausages pre-measured and weighed so we knew how much protein was going in and how many calories, that was the great, my genius uh, thought about using beer Beer's prepackaged. Yep. I know exactly how many ounces is going to come in, either if it comes in a can or a bottle or even a draft pour. I know how many ounces it is. And the vast majority of calories in beer come from the alcohol content. Yeah. So it's simple math to figure out how much. Now, is it 100% accurate? Well, no. Nothing, because, nor, nor is weighing sausage. No, exactly. Think about that for a minute. Is it more fat or is it less beef? You know, where that's always going to be somewhat uh, a little bit of a difference. But it's, it's good enough to where you could, uh, we were relatively comfortable that the the numbers looked right. And again, the proof is in the pudding. Right. I wish I would have had pudding that month. I know. You could have a pudding diet. And then we had some other people that wanted to do various other diets. But you know why they never did them was because they never wanted to follow through with the rigorous thing of coming in and stuff. They said, I just want to do this. I want to do a wine and cheese diet. And it's like, all right, here's what you got to do if you're going to do it because we want to make sure you're safe. Right. And, you know, they would just... I think just went off and drank wine and cheese on their own. Look, it's, it is hard to do. There were 
I remember many times during that when I was ready to throw in the towel because I was not satiated most of the month. Yeah. I was definitely hungry. I'm not a person who How is How long used- does the beer last you before you get hungry after a beer? Because you had six days. So that means you had a kind of a schedule. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. I my, my schedule was, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning was when I, my, my first meal of the day was, my breakfast beer. I have the first beer. Breakfast um, beer. Breakfast beer was great, yeah. But then by the time lunch rolled around, I was definitely ready to eat my one my, my first sausage of the day and have my my second beer. Around 3 o'clock, I would have my, my afternoon beer. Uh, and then usually six o'clock at night would be another beer and a sausage. And then typically one more around eight or nine o'clock, one more beer before I would go to bed was a standard model. Sometimes that went out the window on a <clears throat> Friday night, but nonetheless, that was the, uh, that was most of we the call time. Those and I, cheat days. And I, but I, but I tracked everything. And because it's not on a 1500 calories per day to the nose, it's if I ate maybe 1700 calories one day, and I would just take it back down the next day, reduce it by about 13, 14. An inch of sausage, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, a little bit less sausage, maybe one less beer or a lower alcohol content beer, so that when the at the average amount of calories for that first month was I think fifteen hundred and fifty was the was the accurate number on average. I know you hear about those diets where you can eat as much as you want of whatever the magic ingredient is and lose weight. That is nonsense. Some even have silly bits of fake biochemistry why you can eat all of that food. But give anyone an unlimited supply of one kind of food and you develop palate fatigue. So I've seen things like there's the ice cream diet, Mm. there's a salami diet, there's the cookie diet, there's the grapefruit diet, there's the cabbage diet, there's the almost anything you want to do diet, not to mention the we're going to eliminate one whole group of food diets, whether it be meat or grains or whatever. Right, yeah. And the bottom line is, is that you can lose weight if you limit the amount. And I think the reason some of these people lose weight on some of these diets is like, I remember doing Atkins back in the day. Sure. In the 90s. I got sick of steak. Mm Mm-hmm. I did, I did paleo around the same time. I bought the book, The Paleo Diet, which is a terribly written book, uh, and, and, and bought into it. I'm not going to eat this because if I was naked in the savannah with a sharp stick, I couldn't eat that. So What if you're a farmer? I understand, right? Uh, yeah, play with it. Uh, see how it goes. And, and I lost a lot of weight on it, but same thing. I got sick of eating all of the all things. And, and the reason I lost weight, I look back on it now, is because... You ate less because you got sick of it. There were so few things I could eat. I mean, did I gorge myself on bacon one day? Absolutely. Right. The first week, it's great. The first week, you're sitting there and you're losing all this glycogen and all this water. And it's great. You're losing weight and you're eating. I had a rack of lamb. Right. (laughs) It says, great, I'm losing weight eating a rack of lamb. Right. Yeah, but then you go out someplace and they say, would you like a half rack ribs? Absolutely, I would. It comes with potatoes on the side. Ooh. No, 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 no. Okay, take the sauce off of that too. Yeah, because I just just need the, the ribs by themselves. And- do the math on that. Right. You're actually eating less because you're only eating a portion of what normally would be on your plate. It's calorie reduction. And so there's another culinary thing. Okay. Which is this. Your palate has palate fatigue. All right. So if you just eat steak, mm. you're going to get kind of tired of it. But if I then give you a piece of bread, you're going to eat more steak. Ah, right. Resetting. Yeah, right. Okay. So if I, the more things I put on your plate, the more stuff you might eat. And I think that's why... My beer dieting for those months, that month, those four years was successful is I changed it up. I I didn't have 
a hot dog and a Miller Light every day. Oh, that would be yeah. terrible. Yeah, would it not? Would, yeah, right. that would be So I, I, had I wouldn't a, approve that. Time. I didn't want to get that palate fatigue because you can. I mean, I that's that's would for me it'd be a very rude reason of why I would give up something is because I'm sick of eating it after a while. So by changing up the type of beer that I drank, beer I being a craft beer drinker, there is a wide range of flavors. I was having you know, wheat beers and fruit beers for breakfast and an IPA over lunch and a nice heavy porter in the evenings. It was great. Uh, and the same thing for sausage. Everything ranging from, yes, hot dogs, but also to kielbasa to chorizo, uh, breakfast sausages in the middle of the day. Just a wonderful thing to keep the variety going in my side of my head so that my tongue didn't get tired of this. People will tell me, after they have been on some diet, that their stomach shrank. Well, that isn't quite accurate. In my job, I operate on the stomachs of people who are morbidly obese, and they all are pretty much the same size. What is most helpful to people is when they learn to eat only to where they are satisfied, that feeling well before feeling full. This allows portion control, and portion control is the key to long-term weight loss success. Because portion control allows people to enjoy a wide variety of foods and lose weight or maintain weight. So learning to pay attention to your body's signals about food is important. Because two things never work in weight loss, shame and deprivation. There are no bad foods. There are bad quantities of food. Take dessert. If you have a small portion, you won't bust your dietary budget. But what happens if you're told you can't eat dessert? Kind of like when you were a teenager and told by your parents you couldn't do something. You have to be your own master of what you eat. You have to enjoy the food, but not let the food or your mom control you. What I did notice, the biggest thing was I could only eat about half yeah, your what I stomach was used to it. Yeah, it was, this is what you need. You don't need to eat anymore. And I learned to listen to that. You think that's why you kept the weight off? Yeah, it's completely because I realized my body had reset and said, you don't need as much food as typically comes on the plate when you are at a cheesecake factory. So A, don't go to cheesecake factory. And B, only eat about half. And if you're full, when you eat half of it, or if you're satiated, not necessarily full. There's a difference between I don't need to eat anymore and I don't want to eat anymore. But when I got to that satiation level, I just put it away. Yeah, and let's make this clear. Stomachs don't shrink. Okay. I mean, I take out stomachs for a living. That's probably true. They don't shrink. Okay. So the Nathan hot dog guy this year did, what, 72, 73, 76 hot dogs? Right. I mean, he was hurting the next morning. I bet he was. Yes. Yeah. Right. So my stomach didn't shrink. No. You're saying. You're just, just saying you reset it. Yeah. I reset to what my, my my brain says, this is how much right. food you have to have inside of your stomach. It doesn't need to be stretched and distended. It was happy that it didn't have 110 grams of sausage, <laughs> precisely 110 grams on the scale so that's of the sausage. Trick. So you can moderate life and do it better. Sure. that's That was what I learned. I, th- that was... I didn't feel like in order to keep the weight off, I had to have a beer and a sausage to keep the calorie counting right. down. I just learned to recognize when my body said, that's good, thank you, and stop eating at that right. point, which is 
really hard for me. And I'll admit, it's still hard for me. You know, it was good for about two or three months, and then I get back on the on the horse. But uh, there were several points after the diet where I put myself on a, a little smaller version of the caloric restriction because I knew I didn't have to do that. And that's kind of been my secret. You know, I recognize that, oh, I have overindulged. Maybe I won't continue to do that every night this week. And just, just, just cut back. Leave out the snacking and just, you know, understand that every everything that goes in your mouth has a... Uh, your a, body a is somewhere. a perfect, perfect calorie counter. Oh, I thought you were talking about my body being perfect, which is great. No, no, no. I've seen your body. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Damn. It's okay. But perfection is in the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> That's right. Sheila loves it. So what did you eat when you got off the diet? I had a piece of pizza. Yeah. Was I remember that was one did of the first things with that the I pizza? had. Of course I had beer with the pizza. I... You should have seen the look he just gave me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they probably heard it. Angelus look. I, I think I had some pasta. Yeah. So, you know, all, all those things that I couldn't have previously. And I, and I know the very next morning, I eggs and bacon, just fired up eggs and bacon because I was, I was really looking forward to that. Some of the habits Evo used with his successful journey can be adopted by you. Calories matter. And if you want to lose weight, you need to consume fewer calories. He knew his calories by measuring his intake. He didn't guess how much the sausage weighed. He weighed it. Knowing serving size, weighing food. You can manage what you can measure. Evo journaled everything he ate and drank. He also weighed himself daily. Evo was hungry, but he managed that because he had a schedule. So he knew what he was going to eat and when. He had a menu plan. It was boring, but it was a plan. He didn't eat or drink until he perceived he was full. He ate a set amount. He learned satiety. After he was off our Selly diet, Evo had to remind himself and refresh that sense of satiety. That has been his secret of long-term success with weight loss many years later. In studies of people who have lost weight and kept the weight off, they had these same habits. They weighed themselves more than once a week. They journal their food intake, food and drink. They plan their menus. They know their calories. They know their satiety set point. Not feeling full, but just enough. There's nothing magic about the beer and sausage diet. And while losing weight, every one of his blood work studies improved from his liver to his cholesterol to his inflammatory markers. No magic about grains being evil or beer leading to a beer belly. No evil in sausages, although nitrates are not healthy in the long term. So why do most diets not work well? Because people tend to go back to their comfort foods with the same portion sizes that gave them excess weight. They don't weigh themselves frequently. They don't measure or weigh their portions. They eat spontaneously when hungry. They do eat until they are full, which is beyond what you would eat to be satisfied. Think about this. If you eat 100 calories more a day, just 100 calories, that's 10 pounds you gain in a year. 10 pounds a year for 10 years leads to 100 pounds over 10 years, which is morbid obesity. Special thanks to Evo Terra for lending his comments to today's show and even more to be an experiment in the world of science. 
He gave his full consent for the work we did, and a lot of blood. Maybe that's the secret to weight loss. Hey, Evo, the phlebotomy diet. And of course, thanks to you for listening to this episode of Culinary Medicine with me, Dr. Terry Simpson. While I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. And you should always seek the advice of a trusted, licensed medical provider with experience in your particular condition or concern before taking any actions. If I am your doctor, no, don't do the beer and sausage diet. That was just to show calorie restriction works. Mediterranean diet or DASH diet for you. Culinary Medicine is a part of the Your Doctor's Orders Network and is produced and distributed by Simpler Media. My executive producer is the talented and beautiful Producer Girl from Producer Girl Productions. You can follow me on Twitter where I am at Dr. Terry Simpson. That's Dr. Terry Simpson. I'll be back next week with another episode of Culinary Medicine where we will investigate spam, not the mail, the meat, with our friend Simon Majumdar. Until next time, don't drink the water, drink the beer. <laughs>